0: seeing it up close now I see so many more imperfections
1: yeah this is all crooked yes this is not really finished (laughs) I was trying to give a technical like lesson and it was basically just like I don't know what you're talking about and it's like these are actually prescription Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to the emotional roller coaster blockbuster that is Project Runway. I'm Erin Ez. I'm Patricia. And yay, yes, welcome back, Patricia, into the workroom. Thank you so much again for joining me again. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this podcast and thank you for welcoming
0: me back. Yeah.
1: And um, also a shout out to our listeners who have been so gracious and wonderful with feedback about you. And I've been trying to pass along the words of praise for Patricia to uh, just be like, listen, our listeners really love you and your feedback. It's great.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
1: Um, And also to remind you all that you can follow us on Instagram at The Workroom Podcast and on social media on Facebook, if you're still on Facebook. At Facebook.com forward slash the workroom and also I will prompt you but we do have our cheat sheet for this week and it has all of the runway looks in runway order so you can follow along visually if you'd like during that portion of the podcast so all right let's get into the episode so we begin in the penthouse <laughs> and we have a message from Christian And it says, good morning, designers. Come meet me at my atelier off of Madison in one hour. And so so, uh, they pack them all into a car. It seems pretty early in the morning. And um, they all roll up to this really insane looking brownstone on the Upper East Side. I'm pretty sure I looked this up. It's around 54th and Madison. I think so right off of Madison on 54th street. So if you guys are ever walking around and you want to see this beautiful brownstone with Christian Siriano, just, you know, plastered on the front, that's his atelier. And so they come into the brownstone and I love at this point, we start to see a little bit of, you know, ambitions from the designers, because this is very much like a fantasy type deal because on the previous uh Project Runway episodes, we always get to go to the judge's atelier. This is the first time we've ever gone to a mentor's atelier because, you know, of course before we've had Tim Gunn and Tim Gunn, although he did consult with um Lane I mean sorry, not Lane Bryant, Liz Claiborne. Um, I don't think there was ever a blatant challenge that brought us to Tim's world on Tim's side of things. But we've seen Michael Kors's atelier. We've seen um, we've seen Isaac. Yeah, we've seen Isaac's. We even saw his exhibition with all of his work archived. And then we also have been to Zach Posen's atelier. So we get to finally see Christian, little tiny Christian, who all the way from season four was just you know a little runt running around saying fierce a lot. And so we, <laughs> we have we have his mansion that has like 19 floors. I mean, it just oh my goodness, that was dizzying. I was like, wow. I know. I just like wow. This is just going forever and ever and up and up and up. Um, but yes, very much this whirlwind experience where um, anyway, so Christian comes downstairs from the eighth floor. I don't know, just took him forever, and he's like, hey everyone. <laughs> Welcome to my store. It's called the Curated because you know the the name untitled was taken. Cause I just like the, the curated. He's like, I just like curate all these brands. It's like, well, okay.
0: I kinda oh. disappointed
1: in the name. But I think it's wonderful. But yeah. it's the most uncreative name for a thing that you do. <laughs> so um, but he takes him around and i th- i guess the curated is a place where, where you can actually go inside and buy stuff and then his the where he actually designs and makes his custom dresses or outfits or pieces of his collection are upstairs and so um yeah we get a run through and all the designers sort of begin to dream which is really um you know kind of nice but also sad because we are reminded of Sebastian's past failures with two stores closing in Colombia. And right. we've heard this in, before, but I think it's interesting that we keep going back to this um where he explains a little bit more how they just ran out of money both times. And you know, we've heard from Garo and his business, we heard a little bit about Sonia um but yeah, no, we've we've we have like this more of this background to how difficult it is to maintain a fashion business. And then we have this, what I think is a very rare, um, situation <laughs> where you have someone out of all the seasons of project runway, one of the most successful designers and they, uh, have a mansion for a studio slash store. Uh, um, yeah.
0: A multi-story mansion.
1: Yeah. Mul- yeah. Multi-story. um, Wow. Anyway, so. Oh, can I just say that I really,
0: um, I'm glad that Sebastian mentioned something. Um, I'm going to paraphrase. Um, something about when people don't know who you are, they don't want to buy your clothes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you remember that? And I thought, this is the saddest thing about fashion. Hmm. (laughs) You know that people sort of will buy something from. Somebody that they know, or something that somebody else has kind of prevalidated, rather than really taking a chance on someone who is really trying to launch something. Mm-hmm. And I know this is not particular to fashion. I mean, you and I know this happens in the arts all the time.
1: All right? the time.
0: The, the way uh, how people are sort of primed or willing to be predisposed to an, another way of thinking is really, really hard to break. Um, for some people, for a majority of people. So I was really glad to hear Sebastian name that mm-hmm. because it almost contextualized uh, this project, this atelier project of Christian. Like it has to be this this much, or that possibly this high level of architectural and kind of class showmanship is sort of required to compete with the Louis Vuittons of the world, with the, couture, the contemporary couture, Cutthroat couture action. I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. Because it, what was fascinating to me, and, you know, um, I think, you know, all of you listeners, were all fans. Um, Patricia, you've known about Christian Siriano for a while. And I would say he's – even though he's one of the most popular winners, it occurred to me when he dressed – that whole incident with Leslie Jones mm. on Twitter – where, you know, it's the premiere of the Ghostbusters movie. And um, she tweeted out, listen, I've lost all this weight. I'm a size eight and still no major designers will dress me for the premiere. And Christian tweeted at her, I'll do it. And that went viral. But I realized that was the inc- that was an incident that sort of just shot him into mainstream um um, consciousness, and that a lot of people were just kind of associating him still, I think, with the show, but also sort of this side thing or a second tier of designer. And yeah. um, even then, you know, he was and still in like some type of obscurity, even though he's been creating these wonderful things um, for for years. But it, it took something like that to make it okay, or or I don't know, make him more relevant. Um, yeah. And so even that is not obscure at all, but compared to Sebastian, yeah, who is, <laughs> who can make anything, who has taught people on the show how to make things, who can probably sew better than a lot of the judges, like, you know, can probably out, sew. it has impressed and like, you know, wowed Nina and, and Brandon and Christian. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. he's had two failed, failed businesses. Yeah. Great point. Yeah.
0: But again, a failure based on perceptions, a failure based mm-hmm. on on people's expectations, not necessarily anything else.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, a lot of people have to be told what what is good. That's a, a big exactly. thing. Not really trusting your instincts as to what is it that that you like. It has to be affirmed in some other yeah.
0: way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so well said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think about that a lot, <laughs> especially with art. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah. It's true.
1: Yeah, but I also was thinking. Well, maybe now, you know, after this uh, exposure, especially being on the first show back or the first run of Project Runway, two point Bravo, <laughs> maybe, maybe now for Sebastian, I would like to hope that this is a is a you know a, a, a launching platform for him.
0: Yeah, and I feel like he's getting the winners' edit because there's oh, a yeah. lot of like, whoa is me or whoa mm-hmm. whoa 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 and. Not, not that Sebastian is what was me, but the way that they're sort of framing Sebastian. So I think, I hope that this launches him or relaunches him into something more stable that he can grow
1: yeah. with. Well, it's, um. so we're in the, this amazing mansion of Christian Siriano, and to continue he gathers all the designers around after they've been inspired and they're dreaming. And he goes, I have a I have thousands, thousands of custom dresses in here because all women I create for are so different. So here's a challenge. <laughs> they want them to create dream dresses for real women who run New York City. Um, So this is the thing. We always harp on the idea of real women. It's been... <laughs> It's been a constant on this show and a constant, I think, in, in fashion to use the word real. Um mm-hmm. it's of course, we don't have to harp on it here. Uh it is derogatory. It is not great because all women are real. Anyway, so whatever. So we have real women who've been working their asses off as our models already on the show. So <laughs> but here, I think they, you know, they kind of shape it a little bit differently by um Bringing in women who actually run daily functions of the city and the government, so they bring these women down from the stairs. They come back down. They come down. They all line up around Christian, and um, I think another thing that that uh, this really interesting is that they add on that these are women who, um, you know, who are out there saving lives, uh, running transportation, delivering your mail, teaching your kids. And they're also underserved in the fashion industry, so yeah.
0: Basically, they represented all the socialized uh, <laughs> employment opportunities. <laughs> in, in the city aside from there was no firewoman, right? But
1: <laughs> well, there is someone with with the fire department, but but she's an EMT. Oh, oh oh oh! I thought she was. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, so let's go through it. So we have a woman from the sanitation department. That is. Oh shoot! I'll I'll. Oh shoot! Oh, I, I know their um, names. Okay, Nicole. We have Nicole, Nicole who's with sanitation. We have Angela who's with the ferry service. She's a ferry deckhand. We have Deborah, who is um, a mail carrier. Yeah, yes. with the U.S. Postal Service. And then we have Maria, who is a police officer with the NYPD. And then we have, oh no, sorry, that's oh, oh no, that's Dina. Dina. Dina is yeah, a police woman. Yeah, Dina is a and- police woman.
0: Maria is the EMT.
1: Yes, she's the MT firefighter. Um. So yeah, but
0: Jacqueline, Jacqueline, the oh, teacher, right.
1: and Jacqueline is a teacher. Thanks for filling that in. <laughs> <laughs> but they're from all over New York. I, I, I think probably from not from every borough, but from from quite a few. We have Staten Island represented. We definitely have um, Queens. I think there is like a little bit into Queens and Manhattan, it didn't look like they went to the Bronx, but this is the thing. Not only do they have these women as their clients and not only do they have to make them a dress, but they also have to consult on an overall makeup over. So makeup and hair, and they have to, um, uh, they're assigned to each one. We don't get to see how they choose, but we get to see who they are with when it officially becomes bring your designer to work day. So, (laughs) Garo gets, <laughs> Garo gets Deborah and she's like you want to push the card? so Deborah is a um, is a USPS or I'm sorry US Postal Service mail carrier and she's like uh, do you want to push the cart um, but I really love that they got to spend you know a good chunk of the day with these clients to of course um, spend some time in their shoes see how uh, their lives are but also to show us what they do and to see them um, working and also in their in their uniforms so um, I think everyone else has like a designated uniform except for Jacqueline who is the teacher mm-hmm. but we do get to go to her classroom I believe it sounds like it sounds like Jacqueline's from Staten Island not oh, Long Island but Staten I Island
0: no idea. I I can't tell those accents apart
1: yeah there's a difference and I think it's Staten Island but I I really love all their accents. It's great. Um, yeah, what did you think about this part? Any any thoughts?
0: Um, wait, up up until the, to take take designer yeah, to take work. Yeah, take your designer to work day. I loved it. I I sort of loved it because I don't know. I just did. I just thought it was <laughs> a, fun, a fun thing, and I you know was annoyed with some people's comments and <laughs> some sort of condesc designers. I I want to point out some designers' kind of condescensions here and there. But yeah. I thought it was a fun segment. You yeah,
1: know? yeah. I there there were some back and forths that were a little a little bit of a problem. And again, kind of like like mood. When you're we learn a lot here. You know these different aspects of the fashion or design process. And of course, this is the client challenge. So not only is it quote unquote real women, but I think the, the, the main crux of this is you're working with a client and you're working with someone who is looking for something that is um, not just their. It's almost like a wedding day <laughs> <laughs> challenge where it's like, Oh my God, this is so important. They have to put some stakes into it. It's like, it's gotta be super important. But with this, they leave it so open. They just, sit with their clients and ask them what is it that you want but also it has to be a dress (laughs) right that's the only thing that it it must be and I believe you know again like it can be whatever but I I have a feeling that it's I think making it a dress specifically was kind of merciful um, from whoever designed this challenge because everyone there knows how to make a dress and dresses tend to be it's just one piece that's all you're required to do um, you're going to get two days, so you better make it good. Please don't embarrass these women on this runaway. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start with Garo and Deborah. Um, <laughs> I just I really love their chemistry. I I think I love Garo with anybody. I think we can talk to a brick wall <laughs> and, and, and make what? it look fabulous.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think Garo is somebody who I probably maybe maybe would enjoy talking to at a party yeah <laughs> um yeah he was very personable he was very open to this challenge which did not surprise me because I think I think he's someone who um is probably I think is very comfortable around different types of women mm-hmm. yeah I, I I don't know why I think that I just do I think he could sort of be with someone who is a lawyer and then be with someone who is a gardener and he would be like, Hey, what's up? What do you do? <laughs> and I sort of like that about him.
1: Yeah, there was a there is a definitely an ease and and what I noticed you know, as opposed to a lot of other of the of the women who are the, the models this week, um Deborah didn't really give him any specifics for designs. She gave him mostly feelings, the way she wanted to feel, and yeah. a lot of, you know, emotional terms. So I think for anyone else that would have been maybe a little disconcerting and, uh, you know, thrown them off a bit to not have these specifics, but for him, he's like, you know what? I Yeah, no, I want to make her feel amazing. I want her yeah. to feel like she's floating or, you know... Um, So, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, let's look at Hester and Dina. So, so Dina is NYPD officer, and (laughs) Hester's like, Yes, I am so excited to see the inside of a cop car. (laughs) Can you tell me about the craziest thing that you've been through? No, not okay for the cameras. Okay. Um. Yeah. What, what? I don't know if if anything about Hester and Dina stood out.
0: Um, not really. That I just thought. Oh, this is this can be a really fun combination of sensibilities here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because so. I thought it was really interesting. I think, you know, so they sat in a car in the middle of Times Square, which to me was pretty freaking exciting because there are cops all over Times Square, and there's that huge police station in the yeah. middle of it all that I'm just like, Oh God, like what, what is that? <laughs> well, it, it, it's part
0: of the, um, the landscape of lights and glitz. you know, mm-hmm. it's, sort of like, it's really not there for any other reason other than another, um, sightseeing exercise. Oh, look, here's the big billboard. Oh, look, there's a New York cop car. Oh, look, yeah. there's all these yellow cabs. <laughs> you know, it's sort of just that, you know, it doesn't really do anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, we have Sebastian and Nicole. So Sebastian gets to ride on her street sweeper truck. So Nicole's a street sweeper, and I was trying to figure out where they were. And it looks like, it looks like Brooklyn, but also I, I, it looks like it it looks like Brooklyn to me, like maybe Gowanus or something. But I don't know. Um, but Sebastian said this feels like a field trip from school, and I was like, what kind of <laughs> school did you go to? <laughs> Where you got to go see what the sanitation workers do all day. Because I was like, I'm a nerd. And I was like, I wish. Because it's so educational. I was like, oh, great. We get to see how the city is run. And instead of going to the aquarium. Mm-hmm. You get to ride on the street sweeper truck.
0: That would be amazing. I mean, can you imagine?
1: No. So I was just like, that would have been great. Um, and we have... Um, Jamal and Angela. Yes. The fairy deck And <laughs> I just thought, you know what? They're probably the same age. They could be best friends. It just seemed like friends hanging out and Jamal being like, Oh my god, you do this? What? This mm-hmm. is a thing? Wait, so we would we wanna be when you grew up? And she was like, I wanna be a captain. And he's like, What?
0: That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And he was like, You can run this thing right now. <laughs> And she was like, "No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a sewing machine. <laughs> this does not work that way."
1: <laughs> and Jamal's like, "Look at me. I'm on Project Runway. I'm 23. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Like you can do whatever you want." She's like, "No, this is a different world, Jamal. I, you know, I've got to learn a lot before." And Jamal's like, "Do I ever? Lived, uh, do I have to learn a lot? Like, what is this journey that she's on? Should I be on that journey?" <laughs> but yeah, he takes her through, and um. I believe this is the oh gosh, it's a ferry that takes you to like Roosevelt Island, and um it's like the, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those ferries. I
0: thought. Oh, I see. Okay, yes, it's it's like the, the ferry. Yes, local New York City ferries like yeah. Port
1: Authority. Lo- it looks like the one they took that one random night. We're like, guys, let's have a New York City moment. I think it's that ferry. Oh, okay. okay. But that's the Long
0: Island City Ferry. That's the one I actually take all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was... Wait, you take the ferry all the time?
0: Oh, well, okay. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have
1: said that. that no, if, no when but I you... take ferries, that's uh-huh. the one I've taken the
0: most, I should have said. Uh, okay, I don't okay. take it all the time because it's an extra... <laughs> that does not come with the unlimited MetroCard. No,
1: it does not. <laughs> this is how Option. this works for so... people who do not live in New York.
0: <laughs> I know. I don't take it all the time, but any time that I've taken a ferry... Okay, the non-Staten Island Ferry, then I, I take those. Yeah. Because the yeah. Staten Island Ferry is actually part of the subway.
1: Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's part of the commuting kind of constellation. But these newer ferries are not.
1: Yeah, they're not. But they cost the same as uh, as a one-way. Yeah. But you yeah. can't, like, you know, I don't know. that's that, All that's changing, but I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, because I, I, I think the last time I wrote it was to get to um, – Oh no, it wasn't the same ferry to get to Freeze. The art fair is a it's a bigger oh. ferry, but um, this is definitely um, you know I don't know. It's getting warmer outside, and it's really nice when you have a chance. Of course, this They're is not so during fun. the warmer weather. Wait, what you say?
0: They're so fun to take the ferries.
1: Yeah, it's just so nice, and you, you you remember that you're surrounded by water. It's yeah, sometimes hard to remember that <laughs> living
0: here. Yeah yeah it was an island
1: um, yeah but let's talk a little bit about their design process so their design conversation Jamal and Angela Angela wants sleeves and I wrote uh oh in all caps because we all know that Jamal has drama mm-hmm. with irons muslin and sleeves <laughs> He never has time for them. And Angela's just going off. She's like, I want a train. I want sleeves that are transparent. I want a red dress. I want a bodycon. I want a corset. I want a cape. I want a shawl. And he's just like, wait, what? Do you know who I am? Have you heard me talk? I talk like this. This is also how quickly I make clothes. It's like, you can't. No. But I think she told him that he she wanted a prom dress.
0: Yeah, she did. Or like her prom dress.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah. Um this really throws Jamal off because this is not what he does. He doesn't work with clients, and he also doesn't like making prom dresses.
0: And I I kind of was very disappointed by that because I thought to myself, Jamal, fool, you made a beautiful dress last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can build on that, mm-hmm. but I'm disappointed on how, how Jamal gave up.
1: I mean, especially here. So, this is interesting. So, as opposed to interactions between Garo and later, and we can actually, I think overlapping it with Bishmi is, is good to do here too, because Bishmi has Jacqueline, the teacher on Staten Island, and um, that was Long Island. Shoot, Staten Island, whatever. I'll try it. So So, Jamal who we've seen his strengths, his strengths are or have become draping this organic um, resolution to things, but also, you know, molding it onto the model's body um, and not necessarily these things that Angela is asking for. Um, And so I think would have, would have been interesting for someone who is not as, I would say experienced as other designers who can do everything. He could have like just sketched out something like, listen, um, what about something like this? Would that be something that you're, you would be into? It's not, you know, form fitting or super long or with a train, but maybe something like this, this is what I'm strong in and kind of like led her to something that he would, he was more comfortable with. But I think he was just very, he got into his, what I call like his eor phase where he was like, Oh, I don't do sleeves. Oh, I guess. Just kind of resigned to just be miserable in this whole process.
0: I know. That was so disappointing to watch because I really believe in Jamal. I really do.
1: Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, So as as opposed to Bishmi, and I'm going out of order. Sorry, um, uh, listeners who (laughs) have... watch the show is like what are we gonna talk about we'll we'll get there so (laughs) (laughs) so um because bishmi is on staten island with jacqueline and um so she's like she's giving him an actual pop quiz (laughs) i didn't Stand
0: that nobody else had a pop quiz why was this like getting to know the teacher it was like okay I'll do
1: a math problem because he asked for one he's like where's my pop quiz and she goes oh, oh. he's like okay so a bat <laughs> and a ball cost a dollar <laughs> and 10 cents so if you have a bat and it costs the dollar how much does one ball cost? And so it's just like, so that, and also Jacqueline gets a talking head, um, where she's like, Oh, you know, I'm so inspirational. I'm a teacher. It's really hard, blah, blah. And, um, and I just thought that i uh, pairing her up with Bishmi was perfect because Bishmi is a child and also works with children. <laughs> and it's kind of like a teacher, but like the after-school mentor who is just kind of, you know. He's a, just, of course, an adult, but mentally more like not an authority figure in, in a way that I think Jacqueline is. So their roles were really interesting. But I, so I flipped it to Bishmi because he starts sketching on the chalkboard for, with Jacqueline.
0: Awesome. And I thought,
1: yeah, I just loved it. And it was definitely a collaboration, but he, he it seemed to me like he led that because I don't remember hearing Jacqueline give him any specifics. But it was just like, well, you know, what about this? And let's, like, let's go together with what it is that you might want to see. And it definitely was this building block of ideas and and wonderfulness. And I also, just as a conceptual artist, I just thought doing it on chalk was just, I loved it. (laughs) It was my favorite part.
0: It was wonderful. And this whole segment I kept on thinking about something you said about bishmi by the way which Mm -hmm. was kid brother bishmi energy Mm -hmm. um which i think you named it you called it and that's exactly why i like bishmi so much he's sort of like not into hierarchy he's like i'm just gonna do what makes sense i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. like play around and kind of have a little goofy moment but i'm gonna be serious yeah also like there's a serious to bishmi that i really like but Bishmi is also kind of goofy, and I I love that combination, because it's, it's, I also think it's a defense mechanism, (laughs) but meaning it's like, okay, there's a lot of stress, I'm going to be funny, but I'm going to be strong, right, and I think that this whole segment brought that out, and this whole show, I think, brought that out, and especially because of the interactions with Jackie, Jacqueline, so I really liked Bishmi in this episode
1: yeah yeah same same and so as you know as a contrast to you know Jamal and Angela where you know there was there was sketching going on but the the interaction was you know instead of hey um, I know you really want to cover your arms but what about this just not a lot of questions um, just a lot of sighing and you know putting my hand on my chin and just turning my head a certain way because I'm confused or I really am holding back and Mm. um, you know it's it's yeah again like you said it's it was disappointing and uh, definitely could have been different and more substantive substantive and um, fun just more fun for him Mm, yeah so um, last but not least we have Tessa and Maria and Maria yep. is the EMT firefighter. And when I first watched this episode, I thought, "Man, this is Tessa's challenge because she's already imagined and designed for a working gal with the game episode. You know, you know, conjured up some a, a woman who was doing like a tough job, and mm-hmm. that's been something that she's been very successful with." So okay. I was like, yeah, 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 no, this is, this is perfect for her, but you just got to make a dress instead of, you know, some overalls, Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but not so much. <sighs> All right. Patricia, do you want to start? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> on Tessa, on this whole segment where they are in, um, oh my goodness. Um, please excuse me on Maria's office.
1: Yes, yes. the
0: EMT truck, and I love how Maria opens the doors and says, this is my office, mm-hmm. and they sit there and they talk. And, well, I was initially concerned because Tessa is not a very flexible designer. Mm-mm. Tessa Mm-mm. is not – I think Tessa has the potential to be. I, I don't think that this show is really – a whole, um, is entirely representative of the contestants' capabilities. But in the show, like, Tessa has shown not a lot of flexibility. So right away, I'm worried because Maria says, I love pink. (laughs) (laughs) I love girly. I love pink. And I'm sort of thinking, I'd love to see Tessa do a neutral pink. I know. Okay. But it doesn't it doesn't go there.
1: Yeah, no, that's a I think that's a good um, go ahead. I, I didn't want because, to
0: take it and I I was thinking because pink isn't isn't this also a fashion cliche for women's wear that pink is the navy of India, right? Mm-hmm. And I know this is not an international challenge, but what I mean is certain colors can be neutral without just by context. Yeah. Right, just by adjacency. So, um I was sort of Excited, like, oh my god! What does she do with somebody who loves pink? And of course, we later see. Can I say what color she, Tessa, ultimately chooses? Yeah,
1: because she says it during. Um. Okay. So before you before you say it. So we'll say. Um, I mean, it's kind of like that's a crucial question for a lot of these these women. So she's not the only one who likes pink. Um, we have. Nicole, who also likes pink, that's Sebastian's model and also Nicole's on a mission she has a goal with this dress, she's trying to get a ring, and so it's important (laughs) that Sebastian's like, she's like, no you gotta make this pink, because pink is my color and I'm trying to get engaged, and he's like, oh my god (laughs) 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 no, no big deal,
0: Sebastian no big deal (laughs) basically
1: Sebastian has the wedding challenge (laughs) we got it (laughs) But it's, you know, a little bit, it's like the pre-wedding challenge. It's like, you know, anyway, it's like, like the beginning of the rom-com. She's like, I got this dress and then I'm going to, you know, find the venue and then I'm going to get married. Anyway, I would love to follow Nicole's life after this show. So anyway.
0: And it should be a rom-com based on what we know about.
1: <laughs> yes, like, exactly. It it should be. <laughs> um, But I thought it was interesting when, you know, Maria goes, I like. Hank Tessa sort of explains herself out of the challenge and explains herself away from even what she's basically supposed to do, which is a dress. And yeah. she just is like, yeah, you know, so I'm really into brown. Um, <laughs> so, oh, I know, she should have gotten the UPS truck driver, but no. I mean, no, yeah, no, no, the, the USPS... <laughs> lady definitely is like no I I don't think she would have looked good in brown because I know that's definitely what Tessa wanted but anyway but but yeah but what is the color she ended up using black Black.
0: so somebody who likes Femi and I think the the, I think that Maria even said I like Femi I mean she didn't use the word Femi but Mm -mm. I like Femi pink girly girly
1: she said girly
0: Maria said girly I like girly things I like pink. So yeah. Yeah, and
1: but Tessa, Tessa clearly stops listening to her and is what's most important to Tessa is to stay true to herself. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, I mean like I like all the things that you've told me, although because she does this charming thing with oh. Maria at first, which I is kind of Tessa playing the role of boss. And Um, sort of trying to, I guess, embody what it might be like to have a client. And, but it's still very condescending. It's still very dismissive. And she's like, yeah, don't worry, because I'm a designer and you're just someone who saves lives every day. And we're, you know, you were just kind of handpicked to get a dress. I mean, a pantsuit. Am I right? Don't you want a pantsuit? So... (laughs) Go ahead, chime in with your idiotic opinions about dresses so I can ignore them and make you a blah, blah, plant suit. You know, what's, I don't know, because it, it she was like, no, just like, give me some ideas. Like, let me know. Sure, you can chime in if you want. And I don't know if they edited in Maria's face, but probably was pretty easy to to get looks on her face that go just like, really? Are you sure? Like, what? I don't know. It just didn't conjure. Or to say, it didn't um, didn't read well at all.
0: No, it didn't inspire confidence in That's, their collaboration.
1: Yeah, no, it did. It did there
0: wasn't all. there wasn't one. It was just Tessa being Tessa.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tessa's peak Tessa this episode.
0: Yeah, it's peak Tessa. Yeah.
1: Oh man! All right, ready to go to mood or anything else from these interactions?
0: No, no. But I thought they were very telling. Looking back.
1: Yeah, very telling. Um, okay, so we'll learn more. Let's get to mood. So they get to mood and Christian greets them with a so how'd it out there in the real world? <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys okay? And so <laughs> Did he get hit by a truck and get saved
0: <laughs> by any of our contestants?
1: <laughs> um so anyway, so he sets them off into mood, and I just have to say, they saunter around. Everyone is either their energy is way down, or they're just way too confident. Or I shouldn't say way too confident. I just I like seeing them kind of, you know, race through mood. But no, they're just like do 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 do. do, do let me look at this dot dot Um. So we spend this time here, and I would say the person who has the most trouble is Sebastian. Mm hmm. Who again will remind everyone is designing in pink and keeps saying it She's like she wants pink retro girly sparkly dress, and Princess um, Princess, oh my gosh, this girl we did not get to see this during <laughs> during this session with Sebastian, but she made a lot of demands um but really into retro, really into pink, really into sparkles and she has expensive taste. Oh, my God. So they get $300 for their budget, and Sebastian is freaking out because all of the sparkly pink things that he's going through with his mood rep are just so expensive. I don't even want to know. They're just out of his budget. Um, we get a little bit of a fight between Bishmi and Christian about what Sky Blue is. <laughs> so Bishmi... Has decided on this sky blue with Jacqueline and Christian. It's like, well, <clears throat> don't you think it's more like baby, more ethereal, softer? That's electric blue over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think is it. It will come back up later, but it it is. It's not sky blue. I don't know if that. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know yeah no I
0: mean, it's to me sky blue is so unspecific to begin with that I think it can be anything but I don't know <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah I, I hear that and I'm like oh the women's soccer team uh, yeah, that's not their color, <laughs> <laughs> but it's sort of it's kind of open anyway, sky blue mm-hmm. even they, though it, it's presumed to be a sunny sky blue, sure, but
1: you know that's yeah. about it. I, I guess so. And especially, mm, yeah, no, to me, it definitely was not a sky blue. But I also don't like sky blue. So I didn't mind um, what he had chosen. Um, I just thought it was just really interesting because cause Christian is going around kind of helping and prodding, maybe annoying a little bit. Mm. Well, definitely annoying, um, and especially with Sebastian. But what happens with Sebastian at the very end is that. Sebastian's like I'm looking for this sparkly thing but it has to be my budget and, and it turns out that what Sebastian needs is right above Christian's head and he's just like well what about that? He's like Sebastian oh my god um, Christian you saved me oh. I know that was adorable <laughs> it's like now you're in budget we have two minutes left so <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like I know it's Siriano basically demonstrating, I know Mood so well, look at what I can pull when I just reach my arm back.
1: You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he definitely, definitely knows Mood very well. Um, you also have Garo, who's getting half yards of the shiniest, sparkliest things I've ever seen. And his trepidatiousness feelings has him going towards this heliotropic color. So, Oh my goodness. So he chooses this heliotrope purple for for Deborah and also um this really just kind of deep pink, kind of like a like a Barbie pink as well. So since he's got not gonna do the corsetry, he's gonna make two dresses. So he gets a lot of that fabric there. Um, no swatch sighting. No. Um no. <laughs> very disappointing. Um and we're back in mood. i mean, sorry. We're back in the workroom. So we have two days again. And this time in the workroom again is sort of where they we get to see their fabrics, a little bit more of their sketches. Perhaps we get to hear Garo say heliotrope again. Uh-huh. And also just kind of how much work he can do if he's not doing corset. So that's this is where he says he's going to make two dresses for Deborah. And um, we also get to hear a little bit how, uh, perhaps worried and concerned Jamal and Tessa are because they've never had clients before, hmm. and Jamal, and you know, in his Eeyore phase again, it's just like you know, clients are just not my thing <laughs> because I just don't want to think about people. <laughs> wearing my clothes I want to think about making my clothes and then people looking at it and go I'll wear that but I don't want to make it for them I want to make it for myself because I'm an artist and my art and so Jamal is just not having it right now mm. um neither is Tessa she's making pants
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you making pants for a dress challenge?
1: But hey. She wants to make something more complex. So I think Tessa yeah. has in her head, so of course she, you know, designed a way and and talked herself out of this challenge and has forgotten the premise. The premise is not you. It's not all you, I should say. It's you and your client. Haven't you ever watched this show before? Where you're supposed to keep a little bit of yourself, but also please this person. That's a part of the challenge. But for her, she wants to please the judges and yeah. also look good. And so she's on a whole nother plane. But she's like, yeah, I want to impress the judges. I'm trying to make something more complex because she's, you know, so she's she's kind of thinking that a dress isn't complex enough and yeah. is trying to do something that shows something else off. But it's kind of like, how can you? completely forget the premise of the challenge um anyway and she also again bought blah blah fabric yeah um yeah so this this first whole day is is a lot of of them talking about how much it sucks to have a client (laughs) and um damal sort of admitting he's like well maybe i don't care about mainstream fashion it's like oh yeah no duh (laughs) We could have told you that this whole time, Jamal. Way to grow. So I think he's just realizing that he doesn't care about bodies being in his work. So, yeah, yeah. Anything else that stood out during this day one before we get to day two?
0: No. No.
1: Okay. All right. So day two starts off in the penthouse again. And again, they get two days. They've gotten two days for most of these challenges. They have it so easy on this season. They have no idea. So, um, so we start with good morning, Hester sunshine. And Hester gets up early and is serving some hard truths. And uh. cause there is a conversation <laughs> about the color that Tessa bought for her client who loves pink. And the conversation goes back and forth between how much black Tessa has used the season mm. and so Tessa is just like no you guys are wrong I haven't used black at all I wear a lot of black but I have never used black and oh, it's really strange like this is to me I was like oh is Tessa a liar is she gaslighting uh, people or is she just that delusional uh, yeah so Hester points out that Tessa is deeply competitive, hasn't been recognized in a way that she thinks that she ought to have been recognized and suggests that, Hey, why don't you do something you've never done before? Challenge yourself essentially. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think make something that you've never done before is something that Hester has done successfully Mm -hmm. and unsuccessfully, but you know, I'll give it to her that at least she's, she's done it. You know, we have seen her cha- do those challenges where she's like, oh my God, I've had this outfit in the back of my mind for 5,000 years, and now I finally get to do it. But then there are all those challenges where she's like, I don't know, this is not what I do. And she, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on those challenges, we've seen Tessa employ other people to do things yeah. for her. And she, I don't think she yeah. really has been pushed into actually making something on her own that is not, that is outside of her, her usual wheelhouse. So, yeah. Anyway, all right. So, let's get to the workroom for day two. And we have Christian Siriano coming in. And he goes to Bishmi first, and they are still fighting over this blue color. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that Bishmi does an impression of Christian because <laughs> Bishmi's face is like, don't come over here, Christian, talking about it. It's like, is that blue? Oh my God. <laughs> and then Christian, I think, thinks that they're still playing. He goes, yeah, this looks like a Disney princess. And Bishmi's like, look, not today. And Christian's like, no, come on. That's just the way I lead in. Let's fight. Come on. It's just play fight. Come on, Bishmi. And it's just I, just, I just thought this was a moment where Bishmi was like, listen, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> I do have them and uh so i think christian sort of like lays lays back with him but um yeah yeah in terms of just seeing bishmi get a little serious this is this is like you know one of those moments that we kind of get a peek into oh okay let's let's talk serious now christian with bishmi yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah anyway um
0: <laughs>
1: we have okay so we let's do this round with with christian so Christian goes to Bishmi and I think really again gives some really helpful information to him and just kind of describing the way his outfit is looking and to me it looked like the outfit from uh, the pro- from Project Causeway like it was the top started looking like the dress he made for Thijon huh. and um, but I think for him he's like it's not done yet Christian so I feel like he's in a pretty good, a good space we get Sebastian with Christian and he points out it's looking vintage and yeah. maybe I'll do it in Christian's voice. He's like, it's looking vintage. Maybe you should go back to your strengths and make your corsets. I mean, you're over stitching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your signature stitch. Your signature stitch. And that's a pretty easy way, I think, to get Sebastian on track. But I I was just kind of thinking, why don't you ever just do it? You, I mean, Garo over there makes corsets till like all the live long day, and is still here. <laughs> just yeah. so over stitching until they're tired of you. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, I think Sebastian under has an understanding of what it's appropriate for and when it's appropriate to employ. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also there's the pressure of the competition. So I, I think Sebastian is aware that the judges get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Sebastian is actually playing it really smart, despite being so stressed all the time. Oh, my God, stress. I don't know. Put my yeah. hands up. I don't know. Walk around mood. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> but then kind of have a centering moment and especially after, and I think Christian has been the Christian and Sebastian dynamic as exemplified here has Mm -hmm. been very powerful because Christian says three things and Sebastian goes, Oh, that's what I need to do. (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, and we'll see that later on too. And I, I really, I really do love, and I'll just point out. So when he's fitting, um, Jacqueline and he's going around and sort of like putting trim around her shoulders like well what about this what about that and then Christian kind of walks by and's like oh that looks great go do that in the mirror and just play around and Sebastian's like oh okay <laughs> you know and I think something that Is just a very simple thing that's helpful. And, you know, I'm sorry, I'm I'm skipping ahead, but it's kind of like things that we see other designers do where, you know, these very simple, playful type things that um, Sebastian just needs a little shove in the direction of the mirror a little bit. And Christian's there. Go, go ahead. Do your, do your overstitching. But also I think, yeah, no, you're right. Um, He's thinking a lot about the client and um, I don't know, I think on maybe on any other season, you know, Gara would have been shamed out of doing his corsets, and nice. I think Sebastian, perhaps on like the third try of doing the stitching, would have been like, "Oh, but we've seen this before. We want to see something new." But I think right. particularly for him, he's been doing such, he's been using it so differently. And in really interesting ways, it's hard, It's easier, I think, to be more creative with this technique than a corset because it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's also not something that's that unique. I think the way Sebastian uses this technique is something that Nina has never seen before. So, um, yeah, he he has like a little bit more leeway. But I really think it's wonderful that that I'm I'm sort of growing on the method or the. I should say the strategy of pushing them towards their strengths, even if the strength is the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I think you're right because Garro likes a shape. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Bastion likes to control material, and that's what that stitching mm-hmm. does. It changes the tensile strength of the fabric, and then he can do things. Then it can. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think with Sebastian it's just decorative,
1: right? Um, yeah. And, and that's another thing, like Sebastian can make anything. So I, I feel like when he is feeling a little bit anchored with the stitching or, you know, however it makes him, however it frees his brain up. You know, I think, you know, what, what we'll see later is that if you're if you're sure and secure about this thing that that you're um that you're comfortable with, then you can go off and, and do extravagant things with other techniques because you can make yeah. anything, Sebastian. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that,
0: again, I think, I just want to say this one thing about Sebastian. Mm -hmm. Part of why Christian is so helpful is because I think Sebastian knows that he can sew, but has this kind of thing about like, oh, I think Sebastian has a little bit of residual of, oh, I'm a failure. I can't Mm -hmm. keep the store open. Mm -hmm. I'm in New York with designers who have stores open for 20 years, right? Or I'm in New York and I'm in a competition with Steiners who, who have stores and who do all this stuff. So I don't think Sebastian, I think he trusts his vision, but also not. So in a way, I think Sebastian's a perfect contestant to be on the show. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Because he gets to play and gets to really experience other people's being assertive about what is really different about his style.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. Oh, my goodness. So
0: I think that that's why he's sort of like oh i don't know do i do this and that's why there's the whole i don't know flailing (laughs) arms up in the air but then he he always comes through in the end and we've seen him do this many times now
1: yeah i mean because we have that moment with bishmi where he's just i think he put on the circle skirt that he made (laughs) and he's just (laughs) spinning around and bishmi's like papito that's Beautiful. He's like, no, but I'm struggling. Uh, I need to please her. Oh. So yeah, he's just so out of it. Oh yeah. Claire. Yeah, oh no. Sebastian's growing on me even more. How's that possible? Anyway, okay. So (laughs) let's move on to Garo and Christian. And I think Christian opens, wow. Two dresses, and so, girl. Girl explains she wants to float like an angel. So I have Vinny over there in a the corner sewing up some feathers for me because that's his thing. Whoops, it's not a costume. I mean, uh, I've decided on no wings, right? And so, like, <laughs> um, I didn't really write anything else down around this interaction, except basically, you know. Christian's like, hey, so Hester's using this pink. Don't use this pink. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then, okay, so let's move on. Do you have anything else to say about Garo? No, no. Okay. All right. So um, we don't really get to talk to Jamal just yet. We'll get to Jamal later. But we do get to talk, or I would say Christian does get to talk with Tessa. With her D-ring skirt. And. So. Yes. Christian has to re-explain. The freaking challenge. To Tessa.
0: Yeah and make it really clear. This is not a you know. Mid-90s rave challenge. <laughs> it's a dress challenge. For kind of like. Working women.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kind I mean, of like. <laughs> and also just like. I, okay, but also, would you wear, like, an all-black, like, D-ring skirt to a rave? Uh, I've maybe,
0: seen
1: a lot of... <laughs> maybe something like that. Like, maybe it would just be, like, the like a, like a, I don't know. Because I was always imagined, well, never mind, it doesn't really matter. Because the the raves that I remember, you know, the cool kids going to in high school, there's just, like, a lot of glow sticks. So I guess you want to wear black because you have to dance with your glow sticks.
0: Well, the, the D-ring flowy things mm-hmm. is what we think Rave is, is sort of more that, like the sort of multicolored, floor-length, sloppy, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind, of, kind of flowy things. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, um, I mean, but but besides the D-ring skirt, which is really, I don't think it was even there or total, um, you know, there's um are pants underneath and she's like yeah so i'm making like a top that's a top that i've made before and i'm making a pant which is a pant that i made before and then i'm making this d-wing skirt and then you know you know christian asks her yeah so then what what did she tell you it's like well she told me she likes dark colors never that was so infuriating such a lie (laughs) Because and also she's getting the evil edit, it's just blatantly evil edit, but not really even evil. It's just like, the I think you know the editors are like, we're not gonna let Tessa lie to you. We know that we know viewers that you're not stupid, and we're here with you. We we understand. Yeah. We agree. She's a freaking liar. So then they edit in the actual footage from her consultation with Maria, where Maria goes, "I like pink, yeah, I and like girly. girly things, exactly." Like, oh. So she's up here, just lined straight to uh, Christian's face. <laughs> and, she's an
0: embellisher, you uh, know. She just has to, you know, as evidenced by these D ring, you know, flowy things. Mm-hmm. It's all about the embellishment. It's not really about reality. So, oh
1: man, that's such a good Very point. Very
0: problematic. Very problematic.
1: Yeah, because I guess you could say that she likes dark colors because she was wearing something dark, even though it was her uniform. I'm not going to say that. You know, obviously, she puts on her uniform every day. It's a choice, right? Right. She could have a choice to wear a green uniform, but she doesn't. She wears a black one. It could have been yellow. Yeah, it could have been yellow. Right? But it's a different message to choose a dark color over for your uniform. Exactly. It's like firefighters can wear red, too. I've seen it. And she chose not to. So I chose to make it in the color that she wears every day. (laughs) God. Oh, So... After Christian re-explains the challenge, it's like, I just don't want you to get eliminated because you didn't make a dress. And so she goes, okay, so what I could do, he's like, you better sew some seams together. Basically, cut up those pants and make a dress, Tessa. Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. So, you know, Christian leaves. Um, they only have four hours until the models come in. And, you know, surprise, surprise, Tessa is stressed out because, oh, my God, like, this is a dress challenge. I have I guess I have to make a dress now. I have no time. It's like, yeah, because you spent all this time not doing the challenge. So it's your fault. Yeah. All right. So our models come in very gingerly it's very adorable. They kind of walk in like, Oh, Oh my gosh, this is something very new. Not like the models who just like saunter in. Or I know <laughs> our male models who are just like, Oh, we're here doing a job. Like these layers are like, Oh my gosh. Wow. Hi cameras. Oh my goodness. And it's just they're so like, this wonderful. This is magic. This is magic. <laughs> yeah. They're just like these wonderful ladies. Um, we're just so glad to be there and very positive and, and just, just like a, like good energy in in the workroom. Yeah, so. and they're also
0: good looking. I mean, they picked like <laughs> <laughs> the sort of like most glamorous looking kind of um. I was gonna say social service workers, but that's not what, what that doesn't mean what I what they do. But like just basically public service workers. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, uh, I was like, wow, okay, awesome. I know. Also, I just kind of love that they are, and I pointed that out at the beginning, but again, like they are all public service workers. They work for the city or they work for the federal government. And it's just like, ugh, I just, you know, I I love it. And also, again, just is on my little tiny soapbox. It's nice, again, to see what it is that they actually do so we can have an appreciation for, you know, their actual jobs and how things are run. Anyway. Yeah. um, Yeah. I like your
0: soapbox. So hop on. All right.
1: I'm just going to like step off my little tiny soapbox for now. <laughs> I will jump back on um, uh, intermittently. Anyway, so the our adorable um, models walk in. And first thing I realized is, or, or I noticed is, you know, they're, so they're cutting to everyone and they're just like, this is what I made for you. This is what we're going to fit on you. And um, Tessa's models so far, uh, maria likes the outfit on the mannequin and we also have garo who's selling the color to deborah because like you know heliotrope is regal and you know you're queen deborah well,
0: you're gonna just Barbie, Barbie. <laughs> yeah. it's Wait, a good color it looks good on you what do you think you know yeah. just say it. it looks good on you oh my what God. do you
1: think yeah you're a heliotropic <laughs> angel you look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also have Jamal and Angela. And uh, I thought with this interaction, it was mostly Christian doing the selling. Mm, I know. Yeah. Just sort of circling around Angela. Just, you know, and I think, in, again, in this interaction, Jamal's never had a client. And I think Christian knew where he needed to go. He's like, okay, I'm going to perch up around Jamal, Hester, and Tessa. And I'm just going to figure this out and just see. Um, But, you know, he kind of goes around the room and is just telling all the ladies, like, oh, my God, you look amazing. You look great. But especially with with Angela, um, I did not think that she looked amazing in that outfit so far. No.
0: And I think that Jamal did not inspire any confidence in... Angela, Mm -mm. because because Jamal is so stressed, he's just so stressed, he's stressing out, and that of course makes the model feel, oh, what's going on? Mm -mm. Why isn't this working out? Um, So I thought that was really unfortunate.
1: Yeah, and also I I loved how Christian talked about it's like right now it looks really simple. I need some details because it's just you know the fabric that he brought. Kind of wrapped around her body like it yeah. like she just stepped out of the shower, yeah, it's really strange like, I got had a, had a hard time figuring out where he was going with this or what he had actually done I was like did you did you even sew this or yeah. are you just kind of pulling it around her and just you know kind of tucking it together but yeah, anyway, we also have Sebastian and this is the like the the moment where you know Christian's kind of shoves Sebastian and and uh um Nicole his model towards the mirror like go play in the mirror go go um and we also have Bishmi i think who's doing a really great job of um talking Jacqueline out of a few things so in terms of this where we have someone who's like i want some extra stuff up here like maybe this over there and you know, she was like, well, you know, I think it would look like two dresses smashed together. And I want you to look sophisticated and regal and have it look clean, you know. And I thought it was really interesting to see him talk Jacqueline down from adding shit to her dress. (laughs) That was ugly. Yeah. Straight up ugly.
0: I thought that was really sophisticated. I mean, part of me is sort of, I'm not sure if it was clear at this point yet, but... I was sort of like, why are you doing these asymmetrical ruffles again? It doesn't <laughs> add anything. But I thought that is how you explain to a client, and, and, you know, that what they're thinking isn't going to work. And I don't have any experience designing anything with clothes, but I've had to explain to clients, hey, this, um, this image that you want to include in this sequence, this is going to do X, Y, and Z to the narrative, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I think. I really appreciated how Bishmi did that. It was like, good work, Bishmi.
1: And again, like there's this charm or this way of just talking to people that I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that he's had clients before. Um, Although I do, it does help because I think the more you talk with people who um, have opinions and have stakes in the game and, you know, have feelings and thoughts and and inner life and, you know, things outside of yourself that you get used to compromising, but also used to getting a handle of where you have your strengths and and also um, are able to deal with a little bit of conflict with some grace. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I just kind of love this. But I think with Bishmi, just his character in general and, and his, you know, his life as you know, working with kids and, you know, probably pulling kids apart all the time or having to explain things to them, um, is really helpful. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And not everybody thinks explaining things to people is a worthy, a, a worthy use of their time. Hmm. And, and it's sort of, it, this is why Tessa is so dismissive. <laughs> it's hmm. like, it, it's not worth my time to explain this to you. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Right. This is the Tessa mode of, of operating, but, um, yeah, I think I think Bishmi is has a very personal sense of intelligence. Like he is intelligent in this way that's that connects him to people and, and it's really great to see that here.
1: Yeah. Um totally agree. All right, so the models leave and we're left to a bit of time in the workroom where we get some major revelations. Some major reveals. I mean or reveals or revelations. I don't know. Um yeah. So we go around and we, there's a conversation, a brief conversation between Tessa and Sebastian, where even though we've just had a fitting with, you know, these ladies who you spent a part of the day with, who you've been talking with, who um it's been explained to all of you guys that you're designing for them. And they're they're your clients. Still, Tessa's goal now is to please Brandon. Mm -hmm. And Sebastian reminds her, is like, well, so what about your clients? (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm just like, listen, the one thing you have to do to please Brandon is you need to finish those goddamn edges. You need to (laughs) him some shit, Tessa. That is the way You can please Brandon. And we all know this. It's so easy, but you don't listen. Anyway, so, but we've also find out during this interaction that the skirt Tessa ends up making is something that Sebastian taught her how to do during their first team challenge. I mean, I. That was infuriating. I mean, come on. I'm trying not to scream. (laughs) Like, like. I mean come on so Sebastian bless his heart it's just like uh the fact that Tessa is making a skirt that I taught her how to make is disappointing and I'm just like listen okay can you just say it in Spanish and we'll have it translated just go off in Spanish because I want to know how you really feel about this um what because he's So kind, you know, Sebastian
0: said something like, I'm worried about Tessa because she's not pushing herself. She's making a skirt that I taught her how to make on the first episode. So he basically said, so basically Sebastian, uh, he kind of, he's really nice about it. He's really nice about it. He's really nice about the blatant kind of lack of, Creativity from Tessa and the lack of sort of willing to do anything that comes from her, but just again, it's, 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 she's still employing, literally employing Sebastian, even though they're not working together, but she's still kind of employing something that
1: he made. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. I mean, also, you know, I was, you know, looking at this episode, the top also looks like the top she made for that same outfit with the, you know, oh. it's kind of like not, I don't think it was as asymmetrical and it was the one where she had mitered it really incorrectly and also Brendan mm-hmm. caught that where it wasn't just, you know, wasn't folded over and the technique wasn't really there. But this, the silhouette is quite similar from head to toe. And I don't think mm-hmm. that that is the only time that she's made a dress or made something that, you know, weren't pants. Um, I'm trying to recall her outfits in my head and I'm, I'm blanking right now, but, um, again, call it, recalling what Hester said at the beginning that she's still not doing anything new. Um, this wouldn't count as something new and, you know, if I, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know. I just think it's just so, uh, it's just, it's kind of, it's just gross, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so disappointing. And, you know, we've heard critiques of Jamal being a young designer. He's the youngest in the group. He has to grow. But no one has said that to Tessa as, I mean, we've, we've heard Tessa being critiqued for, um, not being tech, like not, knowing how to finish a garment (laughs) not -hmm. knowing how to put a look together like
1: being safe
0: being safe but no one has really approached her creativity level as something that isn't growing
1: yeah yeah
0: right because it's been everyone has kind of talked around it right Um, when i say everyone i mean the judges
1: yeah and i also think again i've been thinking more and more that she's hiding behind this minimalistic aesthetic because she can't do it. She can't do anything extra. She can't do anything more. There's something about you know, we know she's crafty. She, yeah. And you even that, that's something that um is you know, in t- talk about embellishment, you know how to embellish things or you know how to go a little bit beyond um just like a flat monochrome type deal, but I do think unfortunately that she's hiding behind it and just doing easy things and, and pretending to be a minimalist luxury designer. Yeah. That's just my theory. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we break for the day. um, And there is a moment back in the penthouse with baby brother, Bishmi, who (laughs) needs his card (laughs) because Javelin, who is, you know, to me, it's a very um, school teacher thing to do, which I think is wonderful because she's demonstrating gratitude. <laughs> she's like, "This is what you yeah. do when someone's doing something really wonderful for you when you're grateful and gracious." And so she, <laughs> so she wrote him a thank you card, and he he reads it, and I just I just thought it was just a very touching and wonderful thing to do um, for Bishmi. So I don't know if you had anything to to add about that. It
0: was cute, I, I always thought it I also thought it was like teacher teacher, yeah, but it was great,
1: and yeah. I think, yeah, I thought it was great. Hmm. all right, so let's get to the day of the runway. all right, so we have two and a half hours for hair and makeup and for fittings and all that jazz, and um we have Hester, who I think is just you know she's being a really good student. there's okay. Hester, this whole episode, I haven't said it, but she's been freaking me out a little bit with how sort of, Mm -hmm. I think she's been holding in her sadness (laughs) (laughs) about this challenge and just, you know, feeling again, just challenged in a way or just kind of struggling and um, has been holding it together, I think quite well, but still really weird to me. Because the way she's – so the all the, the, the women come in, and they're working with them and fitting them and sending them to, into hair and makeup. But Hester is just like, oh, I'm a good student. This is the final test before we graduate. Um, and the title of the test is work with a clients, And, you know, she's very <laughs> stiff and just sort of like a little um, – deferential to her client just kind of hoping out of the side of her eye just looking at her like are you happy with this are you happy with this do you accept me is this okay for you are you mad at me so anyway so yeah um tessa is hemming her pant dress suit bullshit using a soft pink hem tape it's a tessa pink it's barely pink it is the pink that I think, Patricia, that you suggested yeah, that she make right. the whole outfit the, in. The,
0: the pink is the neutral color.
1: Yes. You know. Which is also millennial pink. <laughs> oh, is that right? I didn't know. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I think it's interesting. I don't like this color pink. I don't like it. And and I think that its official name for it is millennial pink, but I thought... Um, you know, you know, it's, it, it, I think that's also why I don't like it because it's so, it is a neutral. It's, mm. it's barely there. Um, yeah. and so she just is deciding to finally hem her pants, but you know, with, with the hem tape. So, all right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. Oh no, nothing. Okay. You're sure you can <laughs> chime in whenever.
0: Oh yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: Okay, so we go to hair and makeup. And um, again, I just want to point out that Maria, who is Tessa's model, um, is sitting in the chair. And while we have Jamal and Angela, and they're getting like, you know, bright pink lips and all these fun colors and interesting things going on. And for Tessa, she goes, I want it to be dark, nude, matte, barely anything. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs)
0: no personality no hint of color
1: done nothing don't do anything (laughs) no pink especially so I mean come on um also we get back into the workroom right before we head to the runway and um we have our our you know our last minute things and actually we can head backstage because we have like some drama backstage we do. And Patricia, what is what is this drama? What is going on?
0: Well, there's so much drama, but I think you're talking about Tessa drama. I am. <laughs> right, okay. Where Tessa has some last-minute insecurities about the integrity of this look and decides to take some scissors and start slashing away at the um, – oh, I forget what material that is. Chiffon. Chiffon. Yeah. The chiffon hanging from a D ring. <laughs> uh, or from a series of D rings around this person's waist. Ugh. So there's a little bit of a slasher act, and that makes Siriano really
1: freaked out. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I think Siriano said, I can't. I can't. No, <laughs> that's what he did. At first, I thought it was someone else talking, and. Like, she starts cutting it off, and Christian goes, oh, really? Really? You're doing that? And he just kind of walks away. He's like, I, I, what is happening? Like, he wants to grab those shears out of Tessa's hands and throw them out a window. You know? Yeah. But also, we, we kind of notice the only thing she hemmed were was the skirt, right? So she hemmed the skirt with the with the hem tape. But she had not hemmed the chiffon, and this is something that I didn't know that raw chiffon just phrase. <laughs> and it's also yeah. something that Tessa didn't know, obviously. Um, so she didn't hem it, and so it just from from the workroom to the runway, it just falls apart and just starts looking terrible. Um, yeah, no, it was oh my I mean, seriously going back and forth to the talking head Tessa is so proud of herself she's like yeah no, I just took a a pair of scissors here and I was like let's just lop it off let's just do this let's just you know let's just go for it in this really weird just like you know I don't know just I don't it's just like you're not being a renegade you're just being super unprofessional and she's like I asked Maria if it was okay and she said it was I'm like well what what else was she gonna do
0: yeah, I know, I know. This is the moment where Tessa should have taken a step back, deep breath, and asked herself, what would Donna Karen do? <laughs> because this whole like minimalist aesthetic and comfortable, luxurious fabrics has mm-hmm. already been going on for some time by someone who is really good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well well, many people who is really good at who are really good at it, but at mainstream level Donna Karen has kind of like made that her touchstone. So I think she need, uh, Tessa needed perspective and didn't know how to find it.
1: It's not easy to do. No. I think WWDKD is a great thing to ask. Like, what would. Yeah. What would. Donna oh, Karen yeah. Do? <laughs> for Tessa. Yes. Yeah, for Tessa. Just, just because, <laughs> first of all, I didn't know that there were D rings at mood um also you know hide them the next time she goes into mood I don't think anyone ought to be buying those things for her, what she was trying to do that for her. but yeah I, I it just it was like um you could tell that there is this massive amount of insecurity because she looks at Christians it's like do you think I should take the d-rings off and it's like what are you asking those questions now yeah. you're, you're about to go on the runway you've had two days to look at yeah. this, you've had a client who, who's you know, part of her job was to tell you what she wanted, and most of you, like the majority of your job was to listen to her, and you did not do that. So you're standing back here asking her what she wants now. No, anyway, so just really, 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 it's just oh, like the craziest thing I've seen. All right, um, time for the runway. Yes. All right, so listeners. Hey,
0: this- this was an exciting runway.
1: Oh, it was amazing. Um, no spoils there. Just It was amazing because, you know, these women are, are awesome. So, listeners, this is where you can um, click on the link in the show notes and it pulls up the cheat sheet. And, it again, it's in runway order. So let's get to it. So our judges for this episode are our normals, Elaine Walter Roth and her extra wig, Brandon Maxwell, Nina Garcia, Carly Kloss, of course, and then we have Daniel Brooks from Orange Is the New Black, and I don't know why she's there, other than <laughs> she's representing like women inmates or prison guards. I don't know. <laughs> she's seen many a prison guard uniform,
0: so yeah. she gets to she gets to civil service
1: challenge. She does have she does have to wear a lot of like uniforms like in orange on her show so I guess and the thing is that I love about her is like do I think she's a great judge yes I do Mm. is it weird that she's a young adult who asks and answers her own questions throughout this whole judging period yes it is (laughs) (laughs) she's so extra she's I love her anyway um all right, so let's get started. I'll also have to point out that Carly Kloss comes out looking like a contestant on Skating with the Stars. What <laughs> is she wearing? <laughs> she looks oh, so the pink uncomfortable. sparkly thing. <laughs> it's something that Dima made her. Like, <laughs> like, oh, it's such a Dima. Hilarious. Out. I don't know. Anyway, so let's get to it. First up, we have is Deborah wearing a custom garro um i mean she's so freaking cute even though to me this is last week's look that girl made <laughs> but with a cape and know. an heliotrope
0: <laughs> it's a better version of last week's look
1: yes it is um you know. yeah but um but also to we can kind of like squash in what the judges said about it too so Let's like, w- w- yeah. So share your thoughts, and then if you have any um, anything to say about how the judges responded, then you can oh, like, feel free.
0: I don't remember what how the judges responded to this look specifically. I remember Elaine smiling at it. Mm. Um, what do what they? What What do you think?
1: Well, I I really thought that. Again, I was sold on the color. I was really annoyed by this color and and didn't think that it would look so great, but it really looked amazing on her. I thought it was like a Concord grape color. I was like, ugh, heliotrope, what? But it it really is beautiful. <laughs> and I thought this was such a better version from last week, where he worked on the shoulders. The shoulders aren't, I, you know, the last week was the bee costume, and the shoulders are doing those that weird off the off the the body type thing. But I think yeah. the way it shaped her neck and her face was just really, really perfect. And I'm glad yeah. that he gave her a cape to play around with. But mm-hmm. also, w- when she turns around, you get to see that that cape is pleated to perfection. It's tailored. Yes. Oh, my God. It is beautiful. And um, yeah, and I, I, you know, and this is something that Gara always says. Like, Whenever I make custom gowns at Heliotrope, It's timeless. It can wear forever. I've been doing this for like decades. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So. But I also thought this was hilarious because I think Nina was ready to eliminate Garo. And Deborah comes out in this and she's like, damn it. I can't get rid of you this week. (laughs) Because Nina is so tired of corsets. And of course, Garo made a corset for Deborah, But she looks amazing in it and she loves it so much. And there's no way he's going home. (laughs)
0: yeah but i think this is a smart way to do a corset without making it a big deal
1: yeah yeah you know
0: for somebody who wants a corset
1: yeah that's a good point do you think like with the cape it sort of put it in the back burner
0: you know i think for a client wait do you mind asking your question again sure sure yeah yeah What, what did you
1: say? Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no. I, I just wanted to know what you mean by like ha- having the corset not be a big deal. Yeah, I should have asked oh, that
0: better. Oh, I see. Okay. So what I, what I mean, what I mean is that it's not on the exterior. It doesn't seem like an accessory. It actually has a function. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of embedded in the dress as opposed to feeling like something. I know. I don't believe for a second that. Garrow makes corsets as an afterthought, but sometimes they look like that, Mm. the way that, you know, they can sort of look like, oh, okay, I'm just going to put this on top of your outfit and boom, there's the statement, right? Right. It's my statement. He says this all the time. It's my signature piece. It's my signature piece. So with this dress, Garrow kind of embedded it in the dress and it it was more about the dress and the look and the feel and the movement rather than about one thing that is a so-called signature piece, Mm. right? So it was a way to incorporate that into a larger story of, of a garment,
1: um, and I think you did really well. Yeah, I it. I agree. Um, I mean, my only thing was that the hem was a little wonky, but I think that was yeah, it was supposed to be on purpose. Like I I I got the the flounce on the end, you know, that it was supposed to like maybe kind of come out a little bit and perhaps. We also had last week where he was supposed to put a flounce on the bottom of that bee costume and didn't get there. But um, yeah. yeah. Cause when she stands still, it just doesn't look right. But I totally agree. I think having it underneath and yeah. Yeah. The function of it. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if this is just how I I hope he learns that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see from next week. But um, yeah, no, I think, yeah, that makes sense.
0: And I, th- I think Garrow needed to hear, What Nina said last week, which is you're only here because you can sew really well, (laughs) (laughs) not because you make
1: costumes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: So I think that that advice was really well taken this week.
1: Yeah. All right. So wonderful. Let's move to Sebastian, Um, or I would say (laughs) Jacqueline, wearing a custom Sebastian.
0: Uh, no with Sebastian it's Nicole
1: right oh because... shoot oh my gosh am I getting that right? up? no you're right whoops I wrote my notes oh. okay I
0: just don't want to be
1: confused no 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 you're right <laughs> I'm getting oh, Jacqueline way. and Nicole Stop. whoops sorry okay so we, next we have Nicole <laughs> wearing a custom Sebastian yeah so Nicole strikes a pose behind the scrim <laughs> like a professional. Then she walks down the runway and twirls like a professional. And because what I noticed was like, oh my gosh, that twirl timing was so great. Was she a ballerina? Because there's just something about it where I'm like, I love it when models are able to move and the timing is great. But anyway, but I just come on. This is such, it's, it's like, it's not a a dress that you're wearing going to wear to an engagement party. I think it's a little fancier than that. Or if you're going to like a formal engagement party, but um, I loved the, the, the circle skirt and, and although I would say the neckline and is not my cup of tea, it's not something that I particularly like. I thought this was such a well-made dress.
0: It was. And it's the kind of I think it's the kind of dress you wear to a engagement party when it's your own engagement party. This is not something you wear to somebody else's.
1: Right. right? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because because it's a show. I mean, this this is a show stealer kind of dress.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, we have his signature stitching on that bow. So I think the bow is a thing now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't like the bow it's another embellishment that I don't think needed to be there, but
1: yeah, I mean, cause I, cause like that's one of the things where I'm just like, well, it's, it's not, it it's, it's sort of what makes it, I don't know. Like I, I really, for me, it's a different looking kind of bow. It's not even, I don't even know what you call that. I think if it were smaller, but also I think if it actually looked like, you know the 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 like a normal bow with two little ears on each side, then it would have been too sweet. But I like that he sculpted it and made a new shape. Yeah, which is interesting to me. Um, and also creates this like interesting line up one edge. So, but no, yeah, I I thought it was was really great. Not something it that makes it. A... No, go oh, no. no, go ahead. Sorry. No, go were... ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I was just rambling. Um, I I
0: just said it makes it look like a belt, like a belt that's been kind of tied to the side. Mm. Um, And so I just wish, well, I wish it was a belt that was tied to the side like that in that, in that kind of stitching material, Mm. but it looked great. It looks great.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was really amazing. And um, so I'm just going to bring this up because kind of like to smash in what the judges said about this. (laughs) So, um, Spoiler alert, Spoiler alert, it's not a spoiler because we're down to six people. So everyone gets to talk to the judges this week. But um, I love it when it was a judging session and Brandon was the first one. it was like, "Um, I just have something to say. Were you in pageants or were you kind of involved? She's like, yeah, I just gave up my crown from Miss Staten Island 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> you can kind of see that she's waving – we didn't see a wave like like according to Brandon there was a wave it's like you were waving and smiling but she does a thing if you guys have ever watched Miss America or Miss USA or whatever Miss Universe even that she was making eye contact down the walkway she was walk walk look walk walk smile walk walk look walk walk smile you know it's just very practiced and so different from how we saw her earlier in the episode which I just thought was kind of amazing
0: I know it's like here's where I dump all the trash. <laughs> oh look, I'm I'm I just handed my crown from it being this. Staten Island. <laughs> I love it. I love it all. I think it's fantastic.
1: I know it's great. Um, and okay, and then we have Dina wearing custom Hester. So. This reminded me of a more successful outfit, her bathing suit, which is the last time she made something for a client who asked for something that Hester is not used to making. But this to me was not good at all, even though, you know, I appreciate the color and the bodice I think was pretty, it was really nice. I will say it was nice but I don't know what was going on with those fishtails on the sides of the dress.
0: I, I, I did not get it.
1: Yeah. And, the and
0: I don't why she needed that little bag to style it with. I sort of thought if having, if if that was the, if that bag on the accessories wall was the only choice, it didn't have to pick it. It could have just been the dress. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think obviously Hester was insecure about it and,
1: Yes, yeah. because I mean I don't know it. Yeah, it it just was really really disappointing. Um, but also, you know, we we also I don't know it 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 felt like you know she's done it before like she has done this successfully and this this time around just couldn't couldn't pull it off in in a dress form. So all right, moving on. Next we have Maria. In a custom Tessa. Yeah. So I decided that whenever they do slow-mo right out the gate for the model, it's not good. Mm. So, you know, if you're watching a show and watching the, the runway and, and, you know, I don't know, on the show, they this one was immediate slow-mo. And it's hiding a lot of the problems with this outfit because we've already seen them backstage that the chiffon is frayed on the side. Um, There's some weird asymmetry going on. It's not, it's imbalanced because she, again, cut off half the skirt backstage. She cut off a lot more than I thought she had. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and we have uh, even her hair, uh, I would say, the hair and, and I think the makeup is good, but the hair also adds to the imbalance of this Asymmetrical shoulder, off-shoulder type deal, but also like a, I don't know, like a like a strap. Like it, it, it looks like something that Tess has made before, but also looks like, you know, Maria is the EMT victim, and this is know. how like her left arm is broken or it's bleeding, and so there's just like gauze just wrapped around her top. It just. Yeah. Yeah, what, what did you think about this outfit? It was an emergency. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, I, I didn't like it at all. I was sort of like, we've mm. seen you do this really wet. And again, I'm like, that's a skirt Sebastian already help, made, right? Or helped you make. So who is this really for? Like, it's not for your client. Who is this really for? Because I don't even think this is a, something Tessa is proud of. Tessa
1: just feels the pressure to say so. Yeah. I think it doesn't even matter. I think Tessa's always proud of herself. <laughs> In a way. Or she I would say she conveys that she's proud of herself. Yeah. Um yeah. there's no way that she was gonna say, I I messed up. This is definitely not my vision. I was she you know, and so okay, so let's get into the I don't know if you want to get into the judging on this one here um because there was a lot to be said about this where you know for all of the all of the women they're asked by Nina um did you give your designer any particulars anything that you wanted them to do did they ask you questions basically like how was the back and forth and how did it translate into something that we see here what was the process and for maria um she's just like, "Yeah. Um I am kind of a girly girl." And she repeats what she said. She's like, "I asked for pink." And I, you know, Nina's face just is she's dumbfounded. Like her face looks like, "What? You asked for pink, but there is no pink here." And um, we have um and of course, I'm I'm fast-forwarding. I'm sorry, listeners, if this is um confusing, but I think it's important to kind of bring up that Tessa um, I think she, she points out that she just hid her pink all over the clothes, like on the particles that you really can't see. And to me, I think it, it was kind of like a clear F you to both the client, Maria, and also to Brandon, because she's like, yeah, no, like I use, you know, the pink is, is hemming the hammered wool that I always love so i got my hammered wall but i like i hemmed it with like the hemming tape but whatever it's just like yeah and it, it it and it's just you know the 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 question is what did she ask you and the answer is i completely ignored what she wanted even though um yeah no yeah it's just it was just kind of just kind of kind of crazy um yeah yeah
0: yeah,
1: it was also an you to the challenge. Yeah, yeah, you know, too much Tessa, and not enough Maria, and um, okay, so I'll 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 have more to say about that later because there's a like another judging session with Tessa Hester and and Jamal. So let's move on to Jamal. Yes. Um and we have Angela wearing a custom. Jamal. Even mm. on the cheat sheet, she looks sad.
0: And uh, as you pointed out, there's a lot of slow mo. <laughs> a oh, lot of yeah. slow.
1: Yeah. It's hiding a lot of issues. It's trying to make it look as good as it could. And even in the slow mo, this looked worse than Maria. And yeah, uh, yeah, it looks like her top came all the way down by the time she got to the end of the runway.
0: Oh, really? I also thought that... um, When I was watching this, I was like, if this is a client challenge, why are they all in heels? Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking that Angela is on a ferry all day. This is someone who's... Yes, Angela is used to solid ground. But (laughs) sure, I I, I wouldn't put someone who's like standing on water for a a workday in heels. It's -hmm. like, give this a break. <laughs> like let them I mean maybe they wanted heels because they never wear them. I don't know. But I was sort of thinking the way that Angela was walking. I was like, mm. you know what? This whole point is to make somebody comfortable in their whole look. So why do they have you can you don't have to wear heels with a dress, right? You can wear all kinds of people have worn trainers, you know, some kind of... on this very show. So yeah. I think there was
1: no go ahead. A lack,
0: a lack of attentiveness to how this person even feels in their body.
1: Yeah. I think that's such a good point. I didn't think I thought especially since she asked for essentially a prom dress that there was no way he was going to put her in yeah. anything else or that she wanted to be or that she would say no to heels. But yeah. I I you know it kind of explains I was trying to figure out why she walked so uncomfortably and thinking is it because she's trying to hold up the top or is it too long in the front and i think it's probably a combination of all of those three things like it was the heels and also she was trying to keep her dress together and you know perhaps the way he constructed the skirt part she probably couldn't move that easily either but also just overall if you're not comfortable then it shows it really does show. And I think it really shows at the end of this runway for both Maria and Angela, like, and, 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 you know, maybe Dina a little bit, but Dina, not so much. Like, she just has like a, like her face, but there's something like Maria just looks over it. And then Angela looks kind of almost afraid.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I think this is actually something that, um, Garrow can be really good at is kind of affirming to someone that their body is not the problem and i think jamal's whole method might have made angela feel like her body was the problem mm-hmm. uh, maybe i don't know but i think that i think there's something to be said
1: there where yeah yeah there is um and i and for this one i'll come back to it later because i there, yeah there's more to say about jamal's outfit yeah. Um next we have Jacqueline in a custom bishmi. Yeah. This was my favorite outfit.
0: You know, I think if this did not have those asymmetrical ruffles um and if this was in a like dark bordeaux <laughs> 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 I would have oh, loved Rakan. it. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> I needed <it. laughs> um, this was really well made. I was really proud of Bishmi,
1: yeah, I thought the I mean the color is common. that's another thing I thought about when he pulled it i mean it's it's definitely I love this color i I'm very partial to all hues of blue. Um, I think even if it had been in a softer blue, that would have been something a little bit more along. I would say a little bit more contemporary or, or maybe for thinking something like this, it would have floated even more. Mm. But um, I've seen this color a lot on Project Runway. I don't mind it. It's not an electric blue, but it is, you know, almost a medium blue. Yeah. It's a medium. It's, it's, it's a neutral. (laughs) For this yeah,
0: it's, it's a medium blue. It's funny because even I think during this whole episode, I was thinking, oh, look, Sebastian is wearing a sweatshirt that is the same Bishmi blue for this dress. He was! <laughs>
1: oh my gosh.
0: It was funny. But I think that if it was lighter, I would have just thought about baby toys. <laughs> you know, there's like those like gendered baby blue, you know,
1: yeah. baby,
0: baby <laughs> furniture, baby blankets, baby everything. So. I, I, I actually wanted to see it darker. <laughs> I was like, "Go darker, you know, like make it an adult blue."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for her that would have. I think that would have worked out too. I mean, even besides the color, I I, I just thought the way he pleaded everything was so well done. Like it was, so yeah, and it you know we didn't really see a lot of a Bishmi in the workroom besides his fights with Christian over the color. But I would have loved to see him work on and Nina brings it up. Like that waste is so well done. And again, you know, listeners who have been, who have been listening to the show for a long time know that I'm over Peplum. I'm over it. Especially. <laughs> it's like, this is a Peplum. Like, and I'll, I'll say it's like, that's not a Peplum. Um, or like, this is a half Peplum. Like usually if they say this is a half Peplum, it's not, a peplum this is a peplum and it's done in a way that I, I don't mind <laughs> I like that it is asymmetri- asymmetrical and it also looks more like a ruffle looks more like a decorative thing and it's not um, you know like I think it's the right amount of volume around around the waist especially with that technique of of pleating and um, and gathering because I think he gathered the skirt but then he pleated um, the peplum over it and the bodice and I think to to keep that volume down and to make it still look you know you know clean and not bulky and and just kind of stuffed in there is yeah it's, yeah it's it's beautiful also we've seen this shape of a bodice look really terrible, and you know he created a structure for her like she has a chest, and she's you know. It's it's holding up, it looks supportive, and it's not, you know, bulking out like I've seen a lot of these types of bodices do.
0: Yeah. I my thing with Peplum is that it always looks so dated. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's automatic eighties. It's just automatic that. And yeah. I it's really hard to make Peplum look and feel contemporary to me. To how I look to how I understand it. Yeah. Or to how I feel really hard for me to like break out of that mold in my thinking about it um so yeah
1: yeah. no I get it um I I was
0: like cut that out cut that out
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I want to I also just sort of like I don't know I want to point out that during the judging they ask Jacqueline like again like is this what you wanted and and she goes, yeah, I'm, she's like, I, you know, I go to so many friends' weddings and I'm in so many weddings and on Sadden Island, my, the necks are always really high and the dresses are always black. And then during this, like they shot to Maria, who is Tessa's model mm-hmm. wearing all black. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I, th- I do think that Peplum is a part of like, it's Bishmi. Like, it's it's a ruffle. I, and now I know that, I guess, Bishmi is into ruffles and yeah embellishments and things like that. It's really interesting.
0: Well, yeah, this is his go-to embellishment, is the ruffle.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Or at least on this season. On this season, that has been the go-to embellishment. Yeah.
1: Um, But before we announce who the top scores and low scores are, anything else Um, during this time where they're talking to all of the designers uh no no okay so because what they did listeners if you haven't seen the episode is a little different so they talk with the designers so that they can talk to the ladies and ask them these questions and nina you know all of them going through and telling them how fabulous and amazing they all look um and then they dismiss them and they name who the top scorers are and the top are Bishmi. Garo and Sebastian and they dismiss them so they can talk more shit about the low scores <laughs> and the low scoring designers unfortunately are Hester Tessa and Jamal so so yeah so this is sort of the time where the, the, the judges really go in because the the part with the, the models and their designers was pretty positive and um, for the most part encouraging to them. And I wouldn't say that there was a lot of negativity and things you, you could just sort of see on people's faces that they were holding things back. So when it's just Hester, Tessa and Jamal, they dig in. So I would say the person who got the least amount of, of digs was Hester. Um yes. and they kind of predict that she's on the they call it the soft bottom <laughs> <laughs> meaning that but. she's safe. Um but yeah, I, but I would say that for the most part she got um encouraging words from both Danielle and and Brandon because she was like, yeah, it wasn't just sure how to she says that she wasn't sure how to bridge her crazy with a more moderate crazy and you know, even though she's done it before, she still got some words from Brandon and Danielle, who I think from the real world, who's someone who is an actress and, oh my god, she's an award-winning actress and she's been in a lot yeah. of crazy things and she's, she's yeah, she's she's just an all, she's a, I think she's she's an EGOT-ish person. Really? Like, she definitely could get an EGOT. Um All she wow. has to do is be in a movie, but she's got three Tony Awards, I think. Um, She's definitely been nominated for an Emmy, and I think she's probably has won an Emmy. Um, she has an amazing voice, so uh, she's whatever. She's she's a she's a, a quadruple threat, but her whole thing from her experience in the real world is like, listen, you don't want to be out there, and as a designer, putting clothes on famous people and not liking what you made. So just you know, <laughs> think about just the real world implications of how you feel, but also wanting to <laughs> embrace the fact that you do want to please your clients, but you, you also got to be good to yourself. Yeah. So I liked that she um, had that input. Yeah. Um, and so Carly, I think points out that for Hester, there was too much of Dina in that outfit and not enough Hester. And then the opposite is true for Tessa where there's too much Tessa and not yeah. any of maria yeah so this is where i wrote this down okay so this is where tessa starts lying again and it's just like listen she didn't like all of these colors she didn't say anything oh specific God. about what she wanted she told uh. me that she prefers hammered wool she <laughs> likes overalls in, in neutrals in neutrals She's a Miller's daughter. She grew yeah. up on a pottery wheel. She hates her bangs, even though she specifically told the hairdresser to not make them look like a spade. She, she loves brown, navy, black. She hates red, blue, periwinkle, heliotrope, violet, lavender, light lavender, heather lavender. And then Nina is like, "But she said she liked pink." That fucking liar. I'm like Nina. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. So this moment where Nina just let her go on and just waited for her to stop. And she's like, but she told us all here to our faces that she I know I love Nina
0: for that. Love
1: Nina for that. I mean, yeah. This is where I think we realize that Nina is over the whole minimalist aesthetic of of uh, Tessa, and is seeing straight through her, because oh, yeah, I'm yeah, oh, yeah. like, I, it, she used this. She used the 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 bad word safe, mm-hmm. not minimal, but she used safe. Right. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on this interaction?
0: You know, well, on this interaction, I have nothing more to add. You've said it. You've covered it. But I think the the best statement about. Tessa's look this week was best expressed by Brandon where at first look, Brandon drops the chiffon, turns around, walks away, hands up in the air. Do you remember (laughs) that?
1: (laughs) Do you remember that? I mean, (laughs) I loved this moment because it was so real, you know, because we've seen, and again, like I said, they were holding themselves back during that time with the models. And I thought that they were being so wonderful. And I like it that they figured out a way to design this time, um, where they don't have to shit all over these women who are not used to being criticized, and they don't yeah. want to criticize them, like they don't want to put them in a in a really awkward position where they're hearing like tough, tough criticism. It's not for them, yeah. and it's not their fault. Yeah, yeah, it's not their fault. And so I really like that they held it in, and then during the the time like even with the designers away that Brandon was just like listen look this is what's happening here this is what's happening with this but also I think oh no actually no this is during the time when they were actually with the the designers but I I think with I mean with the with the models I think with them it was also you know I don't know like it, it 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 was it was just like a We've been we've been trying to be clear with you and I think with Tessa it, it threw them off where she just started to gaslight them for a little bit. Um on on the runway when she was, you know, still out there and she was like, Yeah, I'm what she did was just rearrange all the things that they've said to her in the past. She's like, Yeah, you guys have all criticized me in the past for my mentalness aesthetic and they have not. They haven't. And Nina's face looked like are you kidding me? That is not, we appraised you. I appraised you for your minimalist aesthetic. You won a challenged based off your minimalist aesthetic. And the proof is that your clothes are still available right now on 19th amendment. No shade, but they're still available. No one's buying them, but Mm, they're still on 19th amendment because you won that challenge. So what are you saying? What are you doing right now? And then even the whole idea of like using Brandon as an excuse be like well be- I just I use hem tape aren't you proud Of me but then Brandon mm-hmm. was like So you didn't sew it And yeah. she was like well actually like n- Everyone here uses hem tape I'm not the only one and it's oh, Frustrating God. when you're just asking someone a question And instead of answering They they go on a, on, on a defense or they've just You know kind of like They're they're you know she's skirting around the answer Like she doesn't want yeah. to talk about why she did it why she did it is because other people did it. It's like, I don't care what other people do. I care what, what you're doing. I'm asking you yeah. the question.
0: It's exhausting. Exactly. It's childish. It's childish. It's ridiculously passive-aggressive.
1: It's super controlling. It's annoying. It it really yeah. is. It really is. So I love that Brandon, like let loose during the pawpaw session. <laughs> because... Yeah. It was warranted. Yeah. I mean, and also it just... It's yeah, like you like you said, it was a, it was an f you to the challenge. It was f you to the judges. It was f, well, I think specifically Brandon, but also, you know, I think it also is really upsetting because you're doing this with women who came on the show and are not going to badmouth you. They're not going to say it. even Hester's model Dina was like, "Listen, this is a great experience. I'm happy to be here.
0: I've yeah. never been
1: able to do anything like this. This is so great. It was fun," and. You know, that's that's as far as they're going to go. And I think even Maria was just like, well, this is fun. Like, this is kind of amazing that I'm on the show and I get to talk to you guys. And so that's what makes it even more sad that she was paired up with probably the worst person. Yeah. Oh, but also what's even more sad is that Jamal's look was worse. I know. I know. So I know. I was like, oh, no, Jamal, you made
0: a beautiful dress last week. Beautiful. You know, like, why did you give up so soon, so early? Why did you let this dress get to you?
1: Yeah. And I think everyone had to admit that, even during, like, you know, the the paw-paw session. You know, they were just really wonderful to Angela. Like, look, look. She's like, no. And again, with Angela, she's like, no, I love this dress because it was made for me. And this experience was wonderful. And again, just, just like, they're like, no, you look gorgeous because you are gorgeous. So you're just, you know, you, you look amazing. Your hair is great. Makeup is, is amazing. Oh,
0: oh it, yeah. She looked she looked amazing, too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: But exactly. in, in my notes I wrote, I'm like, your standards need to be upped. You need to up your standards as to like how you can look and how you want to look. And mm. Danielle makes brings that up during the session with Jamal. I'm, um, you know, with the with a low scoring designers, where, Danielle. you know, Daniel, oh, yes, yeah. she was like, yes, yes, Listen, I, you know, younger designers have to know that we all want to be included, and you know, she's like, I am curvy, I'm I'm plus sized, and you yeah. have to understand that we we want clothes to be made for us as well. And you're 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 up and coming. You're a new generation, and seriously, you have to have to, to up this up your game here. And what I loved about this is that Jamal acknowledged. He's like, listen, this was a huge learning experience for me. Oh, I should do it in your voice. Like, this has been a huge learning experience <laughs> for me. I acknowledge that I have not catered. 2 plus size women in my own practice. But yes. moving forward, I definitely feel like I need to learn so much more about this. You know, it was great. It was a, you know, it was a teachable moment, and he, he received it. He received it. Yeah, and I, and I thought I was
0: really proud of Jamal for just showing so much integrity on, on the critique. You know, it's sort mm-hmm. of like, yes, he was disappointed in himself, Oh, wait. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, but he was disappointed in himself, too, and he didn't hide it. He was sort of like, he kind of resigned himself, mm-hmm. you know, to weaknesses that I don't think he even has, but he sort of made that choice, but then said, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. He didn't try to do what Tessa did, which is pretend that she's better than she is.
1: yeah. Yeah, it's oh oh it's just oh my gosh. Okay, let's oh it because of the results like it's that just hurts my heart even more. Um, I will yeah, me- point out that Sebastian is now Nina's favorite. Mm. Vinny is gone. Vinny was taken away by the savior of the world. He's in heaven, <laughs> wearing feathers and <laughs> nina just goes he delivers time and time again he just loves a woman's body and like oh no right. <laughs> and tessa could have been that favorite she really could mm-hmm. have been um, i don't know i
0: don't
1: know no you don't think so i mean feel free to disagree well, I think
0: Tessa doesn't have much range, and I think Nina yeah. looks for range. So I think mm-hmm. Tessa, of course, anybody could have had could have been that favorite, yes. But I think for Nina specifically, I think that, yeah, Nina is definitely a Sebastian and even a Jamal. I think Nina has liked some of Jamal's work. Actually, no, she hasn't really.
1: Has she? Um... I think she's she's like she she bears with she like she like tolerates it. I think. Mm. Um, I think the Elton John look she really really liked. Um, oh yeah, yeah, but it really yeah. hasn't stood out that Nina has been going gangbusters for Jamal, for Jamal. But she understands him like she understands his sensibility. And I think with the last few episodes, and especially the one where he won, she was like he's been struggling with translating his conceptual process to something that's actually made for people.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: so when he does it well, you know, I think she understands and respects his struggle because yeah. they all see that he's an artist and, you know, and how hard this is. And I think specifically for all of them who've encountered so many talented designers, that's just their job that, um, you know, I think I think they're able to 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 sympathize with him.
0: Yeah. What did you think, think about? Oh no, go ahead. No, I think Nina's been tired of
1: Tessa for a long time. No, yeah, she definitely has. She sees straight through Tessa. Yeah. Has been yeah, I think so. Her. Um, what did you? But the only person who did not like Sebastian's look was Elaine. And. Oh, I that think,
0: comment!
1: I think, that comment was oh the best. God. Go ahead. <laughs> No,
0: you say it,
1: you say it. <laughs> no, I wrote down a parody of it. She was like, because I think she was talking, it was the most rough that she's, I don't know. I thought it was kind of insulting to the model. And so I wrote it as Elaine saying, this girl right here, Nicole, has no taste. She asked for this <laughs> ugly ass 50s fantasy motif. It's dated. I hate her. It looks like a poodle. I hate <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. I was just like, and I, in my, in my notes, I was like, well, it's a circle skirt, you know, which is essentially what a poodle skirt is, but you know, I think someone did have to point out how retro it looks, but she asked for it and yeah, 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 yeah. I, mean, I I just love the
0: conviction in Elaine's voice. This is a poodle <laughs> dress. Like, what, what? What? Why are we talking around this?
1: <laughs> and and I know that. So I, I I I know that a lot of people are just like not into Elaine's taste. I've been, you know, on some blogs and on some uh, some message boards on Facebook. But I love it when she's the only one, and she's like, "I'm the odd wheel out here. I'm the odd one out. I don't like it." And here is why. And I'll fight you, Nina. <laughs>
0: I mean, her perspective is usually on point, and I think even here it was on point, you know. Except that was the challenge.
1: Yeah, it was a challenge. So, so. All that's right. That's
0: what the person for.
1: Exactly. So, got to factor that in, Elaine.
0: I was just thinking, you know, with Elaine, the only thing I disagree is like, okay, there's this like slap dashed bow on that waistline, and you're gonna focus on the skirt. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like, come on. The skirt brought back some memories for her. She's like, no, we just had a shoot. I just had to say no to this the other day. It's a whole thing. It's a whole story involved. When I worked at Teen Vogue, I don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to say this is a poodle dress and I hate them. And it's like, whoa, Elaine, you need to process that. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay. So let's bring out the designer's. And we'll announce the winner. So, Patricia, who won this challenge? Sebastian! Yay! Nailing gets a win! (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yay. All right. Um, But now we have to go to some sad news. So, Patricia, who goes home this week?
0: Oh, Jamal goes home.
1: Oh yeah
0: it's just it makes me so annoyed that the, the blatant liar and plagiarizer gets to stay on the show mm-hmm. um and okay i agree that on that runway jamal's look was definitely if we had to judge just on looks alone yes jamal's look was the least well constructed
1: yeah definitely
0: ta- ta- Taste aside, because when it came to taste, I think both Tessa and Jamal deserve to be on the bottom as well. Um, but if we're going to look at performance, I think Jamal should have stayed. Because Jamal has actually done interesting things. Mm-hmm.
1: And we've seen so- progress from him. We haven't really seen that from Tessa. No, not at all. So, and in terms of well- the collection, I'd, you know, we're getting, we're getting there. This is the top six. And I think that ought to be a question that, you know, we're thinking of who would we like to see more from? And I definitely would want to, I would have wanted to have seen more from Jamal and not Tessa.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, you know, Tessa's going next week. I mean,
1: sorry, but. Oh, I hope so. But I, I, I mean, Hester's on the brink. I'm really worried. Yeah. Um, And also, you know, in a way they've affirmed her disobedience inadvertently you know like and i use the word disobedience and like not like you know you didn't follow the rules but in a way she willfully went against what they were asked to do and and is blatantly yeah yeah like besides lying she just is ignoring things that are just simple and basic parameters that i think everyone is expected to just kind of go along with to make this a uh, um, an ev- even, playing field in some way. Yeah. And in a way I'm just like, I don't know. I think her, her ego has yeah. been boosted and it, it ought not to be even, uh, but unfortunately Jamal, I feel like he did deserve to go. Um, And we also do see a little bit from next week that Sebastian is threatening to leave the show. For a reason we don't know yet, of course it's it's in the next episode, but there's a little bit of drama and it's you know top five and I don't know I, I don't think it's guaranteed that she's gonna go. I have a really terrible feeling that she's gonna make it. Oh dear. yeah. But as we say goodbye to Jamal, I wrote down what the judges said to him, like they send him off in the most loving way. and Elaine is like, you are an artist with unlimited promise Mm. and Brandon commends him for he's you know for digging in deep and says like you are so brave for being willing to change and um and and just you have such courage and it's like that's not only in your work but it's in you as a person and I just was like yeah so true yeah so, and, and this
0: is the thing with these challenges, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, these competitions. Not everybody works at their best under pressure all the time. Right, it's just right. unrealistic. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So we've come to the end of our episode and it's yeah. sad. It's really sad that we, we, we get to say goodbye to Jamal, Um. you know, Tiny Eeyore, I don't get to use that mm. nickname for him anymore. Um, but, yeah, yeah, we're top five. And um, I'm excited for next week, even though it looks like a major shit show. It's I know an experiential fashion exhibit, looks like. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really, really into that. So, but yeah, but any last thoughts on the episode before we wrap up? No, not really. I think we've covered it. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we go, Patricia, can you tell everyone where to find you? And do you have anything to share with our listeners?
0: Oh, um, nothing to share this week. Um, (laughs) shocking, nothing to share this week, but I can be found, um, on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, under the same name which is sense and sight so s-e-n-s-e-a-n-d-s-i-g-h-t and actually I've been getting some (laughs) I don't have like I'm not on actually I have not been online that much but recently (laughs) I've noticed I've noticed that I kind of go through phases of like where do I need to be and sometimes where I need to be and what i need to be present for involves sharing online sometimes it doesn't so i'm kind of in a in a semi-digital detox at the moment but mm. um i've noticed that i'm getting all these followers and i'm kind of like <laughs> so if you if you message me and you're like oh i heard you on, on you know the workroom podcast make that known because i'll follow you back Yay. <laughs> I, I don't automatically follow people back so you let me know that you listen i will happily follow you back um and the 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 one thing i should share is that you should be following this podcast everywhere and rating it really high
1: (laughs) really really high
0: (laughs) sky blue high
1: (laughs) stop being lazy with your generosity (laughs) oh I appreciate that reminder, Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also keep leaving your lovely comments and sharing your thoughts. Um, please do rate us and tell your friends about it because this season's almost over. So they need to catch up. And if they want to listen on our deep dives and follow along with episodes and, you know, um, yeah. Tell them about the show. And <laughs> Yeah and, and 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 for for me of course you guys all know you can follow me at aranez h e r n e a s e on twitter um facebook and instagram and also the workroom podcast on those same mediums on facebook and instagram um and yeah i don't know that's that's about all i don't have anything else to share the, the show i was in um, Closed last weekend before the holiday and you know everything went really well and uh, congratulations Congratulations. thank you thank you so much and all yeah all that information if you want to find out more about my work is on my website and it's ernezdavis.com and yeah I think that's all and I mean last but not least thank you to y'all listeners you guys are quite amazing and I love the feedback, and I love your thoughts on the episodes. So keep sending them; they're so interesting. Again, I love a rant. So especially after this episode, if you have a rant, please share it. <laughs> um, all right, and until next week, um, we'll say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.
0: Bye.